Masech's Maises, Perek Aleph, Mishnah Gimel, until Perek Aleph, Mishnah Vov. The focus of this Mishnah, the previous Mishnah, and the next Kaplan Mishnayis is to go through many different types of produce and define at which stage of its growth is it considered edible enough that it's fit for human consumption and therefore obligated in Trumas and Maises. So we're in the middle of the list, and the Mishnah tells us that Hechoruvin, Caribs, Mishay Noctu, once they develop black spots, which really is the beginning of a process where the entire carob becomes black, but once a few black spots have appeared on the carob, then it's considered obligated in Trumas and Maisus. And in fact, the Chorashochirim, all produce which eventually turns black, Mishay Noctu, once they develop black spots, that is when they are considered food and therefore obligated in Trumas and Maisus. Next, Hagosim, Pears, or Hakrustamelin. This is some sort of wild pear, or possibly is some sort of apple. The parishim, this is a certain plant from the rose family, which does grow fruit, the rodim, quinces, and all of these four types of produce are light in colour, or certainly by the end of their growth they are light. So their onus hamaisrus, their stage at which they become obligated in maisrus, is mshayikorchu from when they become bald. That's what it means literally, and it refers to the stage at which the outer covering of these fruit falls off. Often there will be a sort of a fuzzy covering over these fruit at the beginning of stages of their growth. So once that comes off, then it's considered mature and edible enough for it to be obligated in maestras. And all similar white produce, so fruit which are very light and have a fuzzy covering at the beginning, once that fuzzy covering comes off, then the fruit becomes obligated in trimus and maestras if they are uprooted then. Hatilton, which is some sort of vegetable used for flavouring often. Mishetet Sameach, once it's grown enough that if it was replanted in the ground, it would cause more tilton to grow. So its seeds would take root and germinate in the ground. And the Yerushalmi explains that there are ways to know once the fruit has reached this stage. Alright, Hatavua, grain. The Hazesim and olives, Mishach Nisru Shalish, once they have grown to a third of their final growth, what well, they would generally grow to, at that stage they are considered developed enough to be obligated in Trumas and Maestras. Mishnah Dalad, the list continues, Vayorok, when it comes to different types of vegetables, Hakeshurim, cucumbers, Vahadaluim, gourds, Vahavatichim, and watermelons, Vahamlafafenais. Some sort of melon, and now the Mishnah goes on to discuss tree fruits, so no longer vegetables, Hatapuchim, apples, or esrogim. This refers to esrog-like fruits such as melons and other citron fruits. All these things, Chayon, Gedolim, Katanim, are obligated in Trimus and Maestras, whether they are uprooted once they've grown a lot, or even if they are uprooted when they're small and haven't grown a lot, because as we learned in the first Mishnah, food which is edible already from the beginning of its growth will be obligated in Trimus and Maestras already from the beginning of its growth, if it is uprooted then. So since that applies to all of these six fruit or vegetables, they will be obligated in Maestras if they are uprooted at any point of their growth. Now, Rabbi Shimon argues on one of those cases, and Rabbi Shimon according to Rabbi Shimon, if citron fruit are uprooted when they are young and small and have not grown a lot, then they are exempt, because although they are edible at that stage, they would barely be eaten at that stage, because they are only barely edible, and according to Rabbi Shimon, that is not enough for it to be obligated in Trimus and Maestras, it has to be something which would be, which would be more readily eaten and therefore only once they have grown slightly more would they be obligated in Trimus and Maestras, according to Rabbi Shimon. Now the Mishnah ends off discussing almonds, and there are different types of almonds. Some are very bitter, and those would usually be eaten at the beginning stages of their growth, because that once they had ripened properly they were too bitter to eat. And other types of almonds, such as sweeter almonds, they were the opposite. They would only be eaten once they were ripe, and therefore tasted much better and sweeter. 
And so the Mishnah tells us that the stage of an almond's growth at which a bitter almond would be obligated, and as we explained, that would only be at the beginning of an almond's growth, because only then would it be eaten. So Podvamasukin, at that stage, sweeter almonds are exempt, because they aren't eaten at the beginning stages. On the other hand, Achayvamasukin, the stage of growth which would make the sweeter almonds obligated, and that's referring to the later stages of growth, when the almonds ripen properly, Podvamorim, at that stage already it will be exempt if it was a bitter almond, because it's too bitter to eat and therefore people would not eat it, which means that it is exempt at that stage. So again, just to summarize that in simpler language, when it comes to sweeter almonds, if they are uprooted at the early stage of their growth, they would be exempt because they are not edible then, whereas if they are uprooted later on, then they would be obligated. On the other hand, when it comes to bitter almonds, if they are uprooted at the beginning of their growth, then they are obligated because they were eaten then, but if they are uprooted only later on, they were too bitter to eat and therefore they will be exempt from trumus and Miserus. So we've now reached the end of this list, which has spanned over three Mishnayas, and that has told us at what stage of a fruit's growth does it become considered food, such that if it is uprooted at that stage, or after that stage as well in most cases, then it will be obligated in Trumas and Maestras, and that is known as Onas HaMaestras. Now the truth is, we're going to see in Mishnah Hay and the following Mishnayas, that if as soon as it's uprooted, you don't need to separate Trumas and Maestras at that stage. In fact, you're allowed to eat from that produce in a temporary manner, like a snack, even without separating Trumas and Maestras, for as long as you're working and processing that produce. That's known as Achilas Arai, temporary snack-like eating. However, once it's reached the stage where it's fully been processed, then it's forbidden to eat it at all until Trumus and Maestros are separated. And that stage is known as Geiren, which literally means the threshing floor, because that will be the final stage when processing many types of produce, like grain, and therefore that was the generic name given to this stage, that's called Geiren. So again, Onus HaMaisras refers to the stage of the fruit's growth that it needs to reach in order to be obligated in Trumus and Maisras. But it does not become obligated immediately when it's uprooted, rather only once it's been processed does it become obligated in Trumus and Maisras. So that's so you won't be able to eat it even in a snack way before separating the Maisras. And so the next few Mishnayas will discuss what that stage of Geiren is for different types of produce. So Ezo Gonon HaMaisras asks the Mishnah, what is considered the Goyeren stage for different produce such that it will be obligated in Trumus and Maisiris and you will not be able to eat the produce before separating them? So I can assume by the Luim, when it comes to cucumbers and gourds, Moshe Faxu, once the covering which covers the cucumbers or the gourds, and some translate the Luim as pumpkins, once the cover which is a thin cover, once that comes off and it's removed by the farmer, then it's considered completed and ready to be eaten or sold, and therefore from that stage onwards it will be forbidden to eat that produce without separating the trimus and miserus. Now the truth is this covering comes off of the cucumbers or the pumpkins at a late stage of its growth. So this would only apply if it was picked before that stage, such that the farmer himself had to remove that covering. So the Mishnah tells us that if the farmer is not the one who removes the cover because the cover was already removed and came off in its growth, so then what would the Gurren stage be? It would be, be Mishiyamida Reima, once he piles them up into a pile, which was done once the fruits had already been totally processed, so that represented the end of the processing of the fruit, and therefore that would be the Gurren stage of the pumpkins and the cucumbers. Next one on the list is Avatiach, a watermelon, Mishri Shalik. This is similar to the previous one, and it refers to when the hairy 
covering of the watermelon was removed, but if he is not removing it, meaning if it already came off when it was growing, then the Goen stage would be at Shiasa Mukta. Once he lays them down in a Mukta, which is a layout when they would place the watermelons on the ground, one next to the other, so instead of piling up, they would just put them on the ground next to each other, and that will be done at the end of the processing. Vegetables that are usually bundled up together, so once they are bundled up, that is considered the end of the process, because that was done at the end of the processing of the vegetables. But if it's not the type of vegetable that he would bundle up together, or if the farmer just decides not to bundle it up this time, then once it's filled the container which the vegetables are put in, that is considered the end of the processing. That's the Guyan stage. And now says the mission of if he doesn't fill the container, and this can either mean that he only has enough vegetables to fill, let's say, half of the container, or it means that he has more vegetables than one container's worth. So says the mission actually, like it called Sarkai, he doesn't need to separate the Trimus and Mysus until he has gathered all that he needs, meaning until he's gathered all of the vegetables. So if, let's say, he was gathering less than a container's worth, then as soon as he's gathered them and put them all into the container, even though the container is not full, that is considered the go-end stage. And if he is gathering more than one container's worth, and this is the main point of the Mishnah here, then he can eat from all of the vegetables, until all of the vegetables have been put into the containers. So that means that even after the first container is full, we view all of the vegetables as one, so he's still allowed to eat from those vegetables in the container until the rest of the containers and the rest of the vegetables have been piled into the containers, because we view all of the vegetables as one produce which, we, which is being processed together. Continues the mission, a a basket, and this is again talking about vegetables, if vegetables, instead of being put into a container, if they are put into a large basket, so you might think that that's considered the end stage. However, when they were put into a basket, what the farmer would usually do is he would cover them. So therefore, once they're in the basket, that's not necessarily the end stage. Only Achechape, once he has covered them, in order to prevent them being dried up by the sun, only then is it considered to be the end of its processing. But if he is not going to cover them, then then as soon as he has filled the container, as soon as he's filled the basket, then it's considered the end of the process, so it's obligated. And if he doesn't fill the container, so like we explained before, this can either mean that he has less vegetables than the full basket worth, or even if he has more than actually, once he has gathered all of the vegetables, that is going to be the stage at which the process ends, so once all of the vegetables are in the container, or more than one container, then the going stage has been reached, and he may not eat any of the produce, even in an achilasarai manner, even in a temporary manner, without first separating the necessary maestras. Now, although the owner becomes obligated to separate the maestras from the produce at the Goyen stage, that's only when the obligation begins, but he doesn't actually have to separate it physically then. He's just not allowed to eat it without separating it, but if he's not eating it, then he doesn't yet have to separate the mice from that produce. However, if he goes and sells that produce, or if he brings that produce into his house, at that point he becomes obligated to separate the mice even if he does not intend to eat it all right now. Now, with Rabbonon, because a buyer could come to the owner any time, as soon as it's reached the going stage, he has to separate the mice then. However, the Mishnah tells us that when is that the case that at the Guyan stage, that is when he has to separate the mices physically and he can't wait until just before he sells it or just before he brings it into his house, that's only when he intends to bring all the produce to the marketplace in order to sell. Because since he intends to sell the produce anyway, so if a buyer comes and asks him to buy it, then he'll willingly sell it to him straight away. 
but with somebody who is intending to bring the produce home and eat it for himself, so even if a buyer does come to him, he's not necessarily going to sell it to him. And therefore there's no need to decree that he needs to separate Meister straight away from the Guren stage, because it's not as if any moment now somebody will buy it and it will become properly obligated in Meisterus. Because he is the one who decides what to do with it, and he intends to take it home, so he is fully in control, and it's not as if something's going to happen now and it's going to become obligated in Meisters all of a sudden. And therefore he did not need to separate Meisters as soon as the Guren stage is reached. Rather, Eichel Mehemarai, he can eat from them in a temporary manner, even Adshumagiela Vesai even until he reaches his house, and only once it reaches his house, does it actually become obligated in Maestras. On the other hand, if he was intending to sell it in the marketplace, then although Midoraisa is allowed to eat it and sell the marketplace, Midrabon only has to separate Maestras already from the Goyen stage. Mishnevov. The list continues for what the Gemar Malocha, which means the finishing stage, the finishing of the processing of the fruit, what is that stage, which is also known as the Geyren stage? So hapered v'hatsimukim v'hechoruven, dried pomegranates and raisins and dried carobs, m'shiyam d'arimo, once they are brought into a pile and heaped up after they've been dried on the roof, so this is a long time after they've been picked from the fields, since you intend to dry them anyway, the process will only be finished once they're dried. So after they've been dried and you put them in the pile, that is when their Gemar Malocha stage will be. Habit Solomon, when it comes to onions, Mishayu Fakel, once he has peeled the outer layers where it's not such good quality and it's often rotten there. So once he's done that, that represents the Gemar Malocha, the Goyen stage when he has finished processing it. But in Fakel, if he is not peeling the outer layers, let's say there's no rotten parts of the onions, then Mishayu Darema, then once he piles up the onions, that is considered the Goyen stage, Hatavua. Grain. So grain was usually threshed and then it was winnowed, which is when the different parts of the grain were separated out from each other using the wind, and then they were gathered into a pile. And once the pile was piled up enough, then they would smooth over the entire pile, and that represents the Goyen stage. Now, if for whatever reason, the Enimimoriach, if that particular farmer did not want to smooth over the pile, then of course, at Jamadarema, as soon as he has made it into a pile, even without smoothing it over, that would be the Goyen stage. Continues the mission, Hakitneis, legumes such as beans and peas, Mishayichber, once they have been sifted, because usually these types of vegetables were uprooted from the ground together with a lot of soil. So after doing that, they would mix them and put them into a sieve in order to get rid of the soil. So once that has been done, only that is considered the Gemar Malacha, the completion of its process. But if he is not sifting them, perhaps he doesn't mind there being soil mixed with it, then it's once he smooths over the pile which he has piled up of these legumes. Now the mission tells us at the end that even once he has smoothed over the pile, if there are parts of the pile, or parts of that which is next to the pile, which has not been processed properly, then those parts can still be eaten without separating Maestras, as long as it's an Achilas Arai, a temporary snack way of eating. So for example, one can take from the stalks which haven't been threshed properly and from the stalks which were on the side of the pile which weren't actually piled up and that which is mixed with the straw, meaning if the different parts of the stalks and the grain were not separated out properly, then that is not considered processed, so you could take that for Eichel and eat that as, in, as a snack, even without separating Trumus and Maestras. You might have thought that since the vast majority of the pile has been processed properly, so these bits are just secondary to that, and so you can't eat them without separating Trumus and Maestras. But the Mishnah tells us that that is not the case, and since these particular stalks have not been processed properly, 
they can still be eaten in an achilas arai manner unless they are then processed together with the rest of the grain.